Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Three months after that school shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, that took the lives of 19 children and two teachers, the Uvalde School District fires the police chief. A closer margin, but the same results in the primary race for Montgomery County Executive. I'm Michelle Morello. Virginia's Attorney General weighs in on the debate in Alexandria over school resource officers. I'm Mike Marilla. Good morning. Welcome in 2 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. The school district police chief of Uvalde, Texas, is losing his job as the school board there effectively holds Pete Arredondo responsible for the failed police response to a mass shooting that left 19 children and two adults dead three months ago. The vote was unanimous. I further move that good cause exists to ratify the unpaid leave status of Mr. Arredondo starting July 19th, 2022. Late word from Tokyo, where Japan's national police chief says he will resign to take responsibility over the assassination of ex-Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. A federal jury awards millions of dollars in damages from Los Angeles County to the widow of famed basketball star Kobe Bryant and the husband of a woman who was killed in the same helicopter crash. They sided with Vanessa Bryant, awarding her $16 million and another plaintiff in the case, $15 million. His name is Chris Chester. His wife and daughter were killed in that crash as well. Correspondent Carter Evans Ignoring criticism from Republicans opposed to the whole idea and from some progressive Democrats who think it doesn't go far enough, President Biden's invoking COVID emergency-related authority to cancel or reduce millions of federal student loans. I believe my plan is responsible and fair. It focuses the benefit on middle-class and working families. It helps both current and future borrowers and will fix a badly broken system. News of the former president as a Florida judge prepares to hear back from the federal government about releasing parts of the affidavit that led to the FBI search of ex-president Donald Trump's estate and the removal of boxes of government documents, some of them marked top secret or higher. The Justice Department has warned it might suggest so many redactions that the document would be rendered meaningless. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who has seen the affidavit in full, will review the prosecutor's recommended redactions and then decide what the public will ultimately see. In a written order earlier this week, he signaled he did agree with government lawyers, at least in part, that harm could be done by releasing too much. There's no telling when he'll make the redacted version of the affidavit public. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy, a celebrity chef, settles lawsuits. Mario Batali has agreed to settle the suits in Massachusetts, stemming from two separate sexual assault claims. One woman sued him for aggressively kissing and groping her at a restaurant in Boston in 2016. The other says he did something similar while taking a selfie with her in 2017. Batali's decision to settle comes more than two months after he was cleared of criminal charges. Terms of the agreements weren't disclosed. But attorneys say the women don't plan to comment since their cases are now resolved. Correspondent Monica Ricks, this is CBS News. Parents make a lot of promises to their kids. We promise to be there every step of the way, especially on those wobbly first steps. We promise to always keep them safe. I mean, nothing's more important to us than that. And now... All kids six months and older can get a COVID vaccine. So we've got another way to keep that promise. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. WTOP at 203. 
Good Thursday morning, August 25th, 2022. Mainly clear, heading towards daybreak. Some patchy fog will develop. Lows in the 60s and 70s. We're at 67 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at to you before you this morning, we continue to follow developments closely out of northwest D.C., where police say another brazen mass shooting in broad daylight happened this week, leaving two people dead, three others hurt. Five people were shot. It's unacceptable. Executive Assistant Police Chief Ashan Benedict says just before 1 p.m., an SUV turned off North Capitol and traveled west on O Street, stopping right in front of a senior citizen's home. At least two shooters exited the vehicle and began shooting at folks that were on the block. Two of the victims were pronounced dead at the scene. Glenn is an artist who heard the shooting from his studio. First I thought, is it gunfire? He says so many shots were fired. Then I'm like, well, it's going on this long. This has to be construction stuff. Police think they know what was behind this. This is an open air a drug market. Something has to be done. In the Truxton Circle neighborhood in Northwest. Is this out of control? John Dome and WTOP News. D.C. police are searching this morning for a black Hyundai SUV with Virginia tags. WTOP now at 2.05. In other news, an arrest in the stabbing uh, recently of two people at the Metro Center Station in downtown D.C. 51-year-old Anthony Turner is accused this morning of stabbing a man and woman this week around 3 p.m. in the afternoon on the Red Line platform. Metro Transit Police say the stabbing happened after the three apparently got into a verbal argument. The woman was treated and is expected to recover. The man remains in the hospital this morning in serious condition. Police say they were able to quickly identify a suspect thanks to the many surveillance cameras located at Metro Center. Following a manual recount, campaign 2022 continues on WTOP. We, this morning, have a certified winner in the Democratic Montgomery County Executive's primary. Incumbent Mark Eldridge still won, but by a smaller margin of 32 after additional votes were added in the recount. So where'd those extra votes come from? Montgomery County Board of Elections Attorney Kevin Karpinski says some were overvotes, where two ovals were filled in on a ballot. They'd have an X through one of the ovals, or they'd put yes next to one of the ovals. Or undervotes, where one oval wasn't completely filled. But they may have circled the candidate they wanted to pick. While the computer didn't read it, the human recount staff could count their vote. Blair released a statement conceding the election and thanking the staff for all their work. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. Now we turn to a story you're hearing first on WTOP. We've told you how the city of Alexandria and its school system are trying to determine what the future holds when it comes to school resource officers. Now, Virginia Attorney General Jason Meares has joined the debate this week by writing a letter to Alexandria City Public Schools, the city, and its mayor. In it, the Attorney General is calling for SROs to remain at schools. This comes after the city voted to fund the continued use of SROs for only one more year after voting to not fund the positions at all. Among the reasons for them, he cited a deadly brawl involving students near Alexandria City High School. He also noted what he called a high level of violence and disruption that he says has taken place at schools in the city. Paula Gromley is a parent member of a school system work group that will recommend next steps when it comes to SROs. We're still looking at data as a work group, and I can't say categorically that crime is the issue. But she appreciates, she says, Miara's letter and says it will add a dimension of intensity to the group's work. 
Mike Marillo, WTOP News. I'm Sarah Jacobs. Alexandria City School Board Chair Megan Alderton takes issue with the Attorney General for not addressing her directly in his letter, saying in a statement, as an elected official and a black woman leading the most diverse school division in the Commonwealth, I would expect that I be addressed specifically when our state leaders are referencing suggested changes for a school division that serves a majority of students of color. Alderton says she would welcome a conversation with the Attorney General on positive steps to benefit all Alexandria City public school students. In his response, Mayor Justin Wilson said he strongly supports efforts to ensure students are safe and thriving and would welcome the Attorney General to that discussion. Sarah Jacobs, WTOP News. Ben from Northeast D.C. 